I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Good evening, Rush Nation. Murph here, back with part two of the Matchups pod. Uh, apology for this. Today's got uh, massively away from me, so um, I'm going to have to make this a three-parter, not a two-parter. Um, I'm going to get, because I want to get most of this information out to you uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, and so as a result, I've done all the late slate games and I'm going to leave Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football to part three. Because I really want to give you some information here and uh, and things to consider when lining up your your lineups for this week. And I want to give this to you rather in a short burst um but concise and an accurate manner, as opposed to just rushing it, uh, trying to squeeze it all in into one pod, uh, leaving it a bit short and not going through and giving you the information that you that you need to do this. So um, that's why uh, I'm going to do the late games now, and then we'll do the next uh, the next ones uh, Sunday night football, Monday night football, in another short pod, which will come to you tomorrow, which will only be a matter of minutes. Nice and bite sized information. So going to start off uh, with Denver at Vegas. Vegas favourites to win this by three and a half points by the Vegas lines, ironically. We'll start with Denver because for me, they've got more usable players uh, for fantasy than than Vegas do right now. Um, For me, Locke is a usable uh, quarterback this week. I think he's somebody who could produce uh, pretty decent uh, numbers for the last couple of weeks. He's thrown for, you know, 
ran about 300 yards in both games. So he's someone that I think uh, is is pretty useful. Uh, as for this running game, I've got Gordon as a low-end RB2 and I've got Lindsay as a mid-to-low-end RB3. Uh, both of them kind of taking touches from each other. Neither of them are going to be massively dominant. So, um, you know, Gordon, reasonably safe floor, but will put up pretty uninspiring numbers, but definitely startable given the running back situation out there. And then you've got the wide receivers. The the only two I really trust, I know KJ Hamler had a bit of a game last week, but he's not someone I, I overly trust going forward. Uh, Jerry Judy for me is a wide receiver two this week. And then Tim Patrick's a wide receiver three this week. Both, I think, are, are pretty good uh, options and both of them have the opportunity to uh, exceed those ranks as well. And then Noah Fant for me is always a, a tight end one in most cases. He's someone that will get the usage uh, and the value. Moving on to Vegas, um, Derek Carr is a usable quarterback this week. Uh, so if you're in that situation where you need to play him, you, you definitely can. This Denver defense is not as good as uh, it used to be in years past, and they can certainly be be passed on. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a running back one for me, uh, no doubt in my mind. He's somebody who can definitely uh, put up pretty good numbers. I think I've got him at... Uh, the running back nine overall this week. So he's someone that you can feel very comfortable playing and using this week. And Darren Waller. Darren Waller is a tight end one. I think I've got him as the overall tight end one this week in my rankings as it stands right now, but he's going to be there or thereabouts. So either or will be a, a really solid play. The wide receiver situation is just really confusing. You've got Aguilar, Renfro, Ruggs, Edwards. All those are just sort of guys. I've got them all sort of in the fringes of... Um, the flex position, I mean, you could start them if you're desperate. One of them could go off, but I'm not advising any real big numbers. I have them all pretty grouped close together in the, the mid wide receiver 40s range uh, so far in my rankings this week. Moving on to Buffalo. So Buffalo uh, at Arizona. Arizona favored to win this by two and a half, despite their record against uh, big teams. Hasn't been particularly great this season. Uh, Buffalo have got quite a few players you can definitely be talking about. Uh, Josh Allen, QB1, uh, Zach Moss. Um, I've got him on the fringes of the RB2 conversation, and he's definitely of the two backs, the one I would want to play. I've got Singletree in the running back three conversation, but he's not someone I'm overly looking to play too much this week. And then you've got the wide receivers. Diggs easily a top five wide receiver play this week, and he's a smash play, so feel good about starting him this week. I have um, Cole Beasley next on my list. So he's on the fringes of the wide receiver three conversation. And just a few places down, I have John Brown just because he's been carrying a bit of an injury. But both of those are definitely flex plays. Both of those you should, you know, you can start and not feel too bad about. They could have the upside, but uh, either way, I think they're both going to finish as, as, you know, top 41, top 42 uh, wide receivers this week. Uh, as for Arizona, pretty narrow team but there is a position we need to talk about so for me Murray I think he's the overall QB1 now of course you're starting him this week the running back situation is one you're going to have to monitor on a day-by-day basis because it looks like Drake is going to potentially return and then we don't know how that's going to look between him and Edmonds and how that carry is going to work and is Drake going to be on account it's going to be a bit muddled at this point. I have Edmonds as a running back too, and and Drake probably a bit further down as I'm not overly convinced, but you know, this is a game by a, a sort of day by day situation before game time. So you're going to have to really monitor this one and keep an eye on it prior to game day. Don't just set your lineup now and, and forget about it. Only other player of interest is Christian Kirk. Uh, I've got him at the wide receiver 43 this week. So Desperation play, flex play, you can use him, but don't expect too much out of him. 
Moving on to the Chargers. Oh, I've forgotten. Uh, Hopkins, apologies. Uh, I knew I was missing a player as I did this, so I didn't want to do it in a rush. Um, so, yeah, Nuke Hopkins himself. I've got him as the overall uh, wide receiver three this week, so definitely a smash player and one you should be playing. Uh, sorry about that one. Moving on to the next game, Chargers at Miami. Miami favored by two and a half. Chargers, you've definitely got to start her, but if you've got him in your ranks, he's someone who I think... Uh, could be putting on a, another show like he has done week after week in the NFL since he's got the starting gig. The running back situation here is really messy. I mean, really, really, really messy right now uh, in terms of what position the, the Chargers are going to go. From a running back perspective, I I have Joshua Kelly as the guy this week. Um, it looks like they've demoted Kalen Balage, and it looks like uh, Pope is a little bit out of the picture, and it also looks like that Justin Jackson's got a bit of an injury as well. So, for me, the guy I have in there right now is is, is Josh Kelly, and I have him as a, a running back three at this point. Um, but we'll be monitoring that situation. Hopefully, we get some clarity uh, beforehand. Next up, I've got um, Keenan Allen. He's been an absolute steal this year in drafts. Um, he's a wide receiver one for me this week. And then I've got Mike Williams, who I've, for me, he's a flex. He's he's that boom or bust. For me, if I had the choice between some of the guys that said that wide receiver for 40 range or Mike Williams, I'd be playing Mike Williams because he could go off. But um, because he has that such an up and down inconsistency, I have to have to really consider where I put him. And I put him around about the wide receiver sort of 43 mark around that sort of range. Actually, maybe like, let's just have a look. I have him right now. Sorry, the wide receiver 39 is where I have him right now, sort of between Cole Beasley and, and Corey Davis, but can definitely see where people would make a case for him uh, to be putting up wide receiver two numbers this week. So he does have that 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 upside. And Hunter Henry's a tight end one. You can start him pretty much every week as a top eight tight end play. Miami are next. Tua is a usable quarterback, as I've said in the Wave Wire podcast this week. Uh, he's someone that you can use maybe not expecting QB1 numbers, but if you're desperate, he's a, he's a good play this week. Uh, Devonta Parker's a, a wide receiver too. Their running back situation's an, an absolute mess right now in terms of who's actually going to carry the rock this week for Miami. Um, I think as of right now, you know, it looks like it's going to be somewhere, a, a mixture of Jordan Howard and, um, and Matt Breeder. They're the two that I'd be looking at. But to be honest, I'd just lay this whole backfield. They don't they haven't run the ball particularly brilliantly with the exception of Gaskin. So just lay the backfield here. An interesting flex play here might be Chikim Grant. It looks like now with Preston Williams going on to IR that Grant is someone that can shoot up the rankings and have that ability to be somewhat fantasy relevant. So keep an eye out for him because he's someone that will probably be free right now. And if you need some bi-week cover, uh, I'm sure he can put up a few numbers. Don't expect too much, but I think for what you can get for free off the waiver wire, he's definitely a fringe flex play if you're desperate. Moving on to Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh favored to win this by seven. I kind of wrote about this in the start-sit column. Um, I really wouldn't be playing Joe Burrow this week. I wouldn't be playing Joe Mixon this week unless desperate. I've got him as the running back 24, but wouldn't be surprised if he was even held out or put on account given that they're playing the Steelers. Game scripts against them, but Mixon has, has barely been sort of brilliant at times. He's sort of flashed, but he's not been consistent. So the only two players from Cincy I'd be playing this week, Tyler Boyd is wide receiver two, 
and uh, T Higgins, who's a very low end wide receiver three. I think both of those are startable this week, but and Mixon, I suppose if you've got him, you probably need to play him given where he is, but just don't expect too much out of him. I've got him as the running back 24 as it stands right now. Uh, Big Ben's in the COVID protocol along with a few other players. But I do think if he comes out of that, he will be a usable player this week. And I'll be keeping an eye just more for the rest of the fantasy ranks. I've got him in there right now uh, in my rankings. Connor, for me, is a running back one. And then I've got Johnson and Claypool back to back as wide receiver twos. And Juju is a fringe wide receiver three play for me this week. And that's how I'm going to uh, rank them in this matchup. I think Claypool and Johnson could get some really good usage out of this out of this team and think that they can put up some good numbers and maybe one of them might see uh, wide receiver one upside. They're certainly not out of the question. It's more a question of who it's going to be. Uh, my money would be on Johnson out of the two, given the snap counts of what we've seen out of there when he's been on the field. But don't be surprised if it's Claypool either. And then you've got Eric Ebron. I've got him as a tight end one uh, this week. I think I've got him as the eighth overall tight end in my rankings as it stands right now. Uh, quick games to finish. Seattle at the LA Rams. LA Rams favoured to win this by a point and a half. So scheduled to be very, very, very close. For me, both these teams are pretty easy to kind of lay out, except for one position on the Rams. So Wilson is a quarterback one. Carson, if fit, and you've got to just keep an eye on that, be on the fringes of the RB1 conversation. And Metcalf and Lockett are both going to be top seven wide receivers this week. I fully believe that. As for the Rams, you've got Goff. Goff is a QB1 this week as I wrote in the start set column. I think this is a perfect matchup against one of the worst defences we've seen from fantasy football for quite some time. You know, the, the Seahawks are giving up almost 30 points a game to quarterbacks so far this season. So expect Goff to, with the time and the bye, be fresh to come out and do this. As a result of that, I think Henderson gets downgraded to an RB2 because I think Goff and team are going to throw the ball a bit more. And that puts Woods and Cup. I've got them next to each other in, in my ranks as both wide receiver ones. So I'm projecting right now four wide receiver ones coming out of this one game uh, out of the 12. So that's kind of where I have them valued. As for the Rams tight end, it's a bit of a guess who who gets it each week. If you can avoid it, don't start either. But if you had to start one and you own them both, then Everett would be the slight nudge. But it really could be Higby as well. So just keep an eye on that one. I've got them both as sort of low end tight end twos and don't normally talk about them but I know it's a position of uh of one of caution because they have the upside to if they monopolize if either one monopolizes the load of the other there'll be a tight end one but it's just whether or not we actually see that this week or going forward last game I'm going to talk about in this pod is uh, San Francisco at New Orleans New Orleans favored to win this by nine uh, San Francisco have banged up and as a result just not a lot to talk about it's uh, Jarrett McKinnon who I think will get the bulk of the carries, but to be honest, who actually knows. Uh, but McKinnon's the only one I feel comfortable starting that backfield as a running back too. Brandon Ayuk, who has come back off IR, I expect him to be a wide receiver three. A very low end. I've got him as the 36th overall wide receiver this week. And then Jordan Reed, I think, is a startable tight end this week. I think he will get the job over Ross Dwelly uh, moving forward. But it's just interesting to see how that breaks down, how fit Jordan Reed is. We know that he can just go down very easily without any real notice. For New Orleans, very, very narrow team. Drew Brees is a quarterback one this week, as I put in the uh, starts in the starts and sits. You know, San Francisco are giving up uh, 27 or more fantasy points in three of the last five games. And in the last two games, they've allowed back-to-back uh, four touchdown games from the quarterback. So, Expect Breeze to have a good one after he torched the Buccaneers on Sunday Night Football. 
Kamara's a must start every single week, as is Michael Thomas. They're both in the top 12s of their respective positions. I've got Sanders as a real fringe flex play. I don't overly love it this week, but I can see the appeal for some and in desperation times with, with a lot of buys this week. I can see where he makes the team in, in quite a number of cases and starting lineups. And Jared Cook for me is a tight end one this week. You can feel very confident about starting him. So that will do it all for this podcast. Apologies, I've not got Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football. Really has been a case of time and I really wanted to get as much information out to you before you set your lineups for tonight. The fact that I've covered all but two of the games should make it uh, a bit easier for you and giving you all the lowdown of where I rank them. And given the fact that the last two games to talk about uh, Baltimore, New England, and Minnesota and Chicago, uh, spoiler alert, not going to have too many starters in New England and Chicago. <laughs> um, and as I've mentioned many times, Baltimore, Minnesota can be uh, somewhat Uh, quite uh, narrow teams, but either way, I wanted to give those teams justice and do that in another pod. So I will endeavor to get that done uh, very early tomorrow and hopefully get it out into your ears for Friday. So until then, Rush Nation, good luck tonight. Good luck for your lineups. I look forward to getting in your ears tomorrow, but until then, keep rushing. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PREP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PREP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.